welcome to the Booming It podcast where we lift the lid on breastfeeding and tell you what it's really like. I'm your host Ruth, founder of BoomingIt.com and mama of two. On the podcast, I'll be chatting to people about their breastfeeding journey in the hopes that their stories will help and inspire you. From time to time, I'll also be joined by some special guests. So let's get on with the show. show I am delighted to have Emma of the Instagram account A Mother's Tale. Many of you will have heard of Emma or follow her I'm sure as she has over 38,000 followers. She lives in Scotland, is a mama of three boys and is known for her real honest and often funny accounts of motherhood. Emma is currently breastfeeding her littlest boy and would regularly share their journey on her social media accounts. Um, Back in September she got the shock of her life when a video of her breastfeeding her boy on TikTok was taken down for indecent exposure and she was blocked from the platform. Understandably, Emma is not taking this lying down and is now petitioning for change. We're going to talk about that issue in more depth later on, but for now, I want to welcome Emma and find out a bit more about her breastfeeding journey to date. So Emma, thank you so much for speaking to me today. Welcome. Hello. And I, I know you have your hands still because you have your little boy with you as well. So if anybody hears little baby chatter in the background, you'll know that it's him. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a breadstick, so we're hoping that he's going to play ball for the next half hour, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, oh, babies and breadsticks, what can go wrong? Um, <laughs> so Emma, I know you're currently breastfeeding your little boy, Harry, who was born in April of this year. Has this been your first breastfeeding experience or did you also breastfeed your other two boys? So no, I've breastfed all three. Um, the first two, I breastfed them both for uh, just not far off two years. I think just shy of a month or two years the first time because I was pregnant, and it was ended up being quite painful actually once you're pregnant to continue breastfeeding. So um, I tried to get as close to two years as I could with both of them. Um, so this is my third attempt, but each one has been entirely different. Um, each experience, <laughs> really? Yeah. Well. I would say Harry by far is the hardest one today, which I was really surprised at because I thought I kind of had it all nailed now. Uh, third time round, I was like, I've got all the gear, I know all the chat, I know what to expect, it's all good. Um, and no, um, it's turned out to be quite the opposite because as you know, I've been having um, reoccurring mastitis constantly and it's um, it's been a bit of a nightmare. Um, however, in saying that, still love it like I don't want to give up on it or anything yeah I I think what a lot of people forget is that they kind of think oh well you've done it before you'll be fine and yes mommy's done it before but you've got a brand new baby who's never breastfed before so they're learning too and they have their own little possible issues or whatever because and you've just mentioned that you've had another case of mastitis and I've been following you on Instagram and I know that you've been in hospital with it and it's kind of a bit of a recurring thing for you at the minute so how how have you been coping with all that? So I had a little bit of a a freak out the other night because normally I'd be like it's fine I mean I know how to spot it um, and usually I can catch it before it gets too bad. I can get myself down to the doctors and all the signs um, and I can get my antibiotics and it goes away uh. and it's fine. Um, a couple of times though recently it's snuck up on me. So I've not noticed until it's gone from like zero to 100. Mm. And that's when I've ended up in hospital the two times. Normally that wouldn't even be an issue. But because of COVID, um, you can't then take... Um, you can't then take the babies in with you. So you're being separated, which I am just so dead against. I mean, at the end of the day, all the 
all the advice is to feed, feed, feed if you've got mastitis. And yet these, you know, the hospitals are saying that you need to be separated, which to me just seems so counterintuitive, uh, just illogical <laughs> and um, distressing for everyone involved because he doesn't take a bottle. Um, so to be honest with you, the mastitis was it was upsetting, but it was the idea that I'm now kind of, I am a little bit fearful now that every time that this happens, I'm going to face being taken away from him. As he gets a little bit older, obviously it won't be such an issue because he'll be eating more. He might be able to take a sippy cup. But as it stands, um, I think I just, uh, I definitely had a little moment the other night. <laughs> Toys were well out the pram because <laughs> I just thought, this isn't fair. We can't be doing this. You can't be taking him away from me. You can't be separating us. Um, but yeah, as I said, I mean, it's one of those things. That a lot of people, I kind of put it on my stories because I, I, I did have a bit of a wobble in it. I, I, Instagram's great because you can get so much, you can give so much support, but you also get so much support back and it's awesome. And I did put a wee bit on there about, oh, you know, I might just pie it. I might just batch it. I, I've had enough. Um, and so many lovely women wrote to me and said, you know, um, you've done so well. If Do you do whatever's right for you? But the best advice I was always given was don't quit on a bad day. And you know what? They're like, totally right. Because yeah. I think I would be heartbroken if I felt like I'd had the choice taken away from me because of something that had happened rather than the way that I felt, really. Um, so, yeah, they were all well, amazing. That's, that's so good nice. that you had that community backing and especially at mm -hmm. the minute when a lot of us, when you're not able to get out to a baby group or breastfeeding support mm -hmm. group or speak to your midwife like you usually would, Mm -hmm. you need that you need people to say look we know we know it's rough but don't give up on a yeah. bad day and it's a recurring thing that I hear on boobing it as well you know the mummies that have made it through that's the thing they say to themselves because it can be tough and even you now yeah. third baby seven months in you're still you're you're struggling at times I've never had a wobble before I always thought I was one of the lucky ones see with the other two because I didn't have any issues I mean Finn, I really enjoyed feeding him. It was great. He was so plain sailing, no issues at all. Maybe mastitis once in the entire two years. It was great. Ewan was a twiddler. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. So that wasn't so enjoyable. So for so for those <laughs> listeners that don't know what you're talking about, if you could just explain what that is. <laughs> so while he was on, he would play with the other one, which was just oh gosh, it would send shivers. Yeah, uh, that's uh, that's when breastfeeding aversion kicks in, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. because you just feel so you, you're so overtouched anyway and then to have that you're just kind of like oh it's just a bit much like sensory overload um but apart from that it was fine he was he was easy and I did enjoy it I just found that a little bit irritating <laughs> yeah. um, but with Harry like I I had no idea I mean I'd heard people say I'm struggling I'm finding this hard I didn't know how hard it could be until Harry came along because I thought I'm just lucky like I've just yeah. you know we've, we've had a good time yeah. this has been a yeah. piece of cake and then I'm eating my words no. yeah yeah <laughs> it just shows you it just shows you that you think you know you think yeah. you know it all and you've got it down <laughs> and then the baby like we said the baby the baby's their own person and uh and totally. he'll just do do you also find that they um the way they feed is different they've all been really really laid back they don't yeah they're not guzzlers, they're not um, 
Yeah, they're fine. They've all been quite good at feeding. That's why I'm kind of confused about whether or not it could be a tongue tie because it does seem to get on all right. But I mean, I'm no, I'm no expert, so I have, I have absolutely no idea. I need to take it to the health minister and get it checked just yeah. to make sure that there's nothing else going on there yeah. that could be giving us this hard time. There is also, though, I noticed the last time that it happened, all my nursing bras were in the wash because the kids had been isolating from school so I hadn't had enough time to get through all the washing and sods law they were all in the wash I wore a normal bra right. and then so that might be something to do with that possibly I think I'm sensitive anyway so mm. I think if I put a foot out of line <laughs> it does tend to you're going to pay the price back. unfortunately exactly. oh that would be interesting to find out more about that wouldn't it to see if it's um mm-hmm. if it is something to do with the bra I mean I know that you're not supposed to wear anything that's too tight fitting or restrictive or anything like that but for it just to go from zero as you said zero to 100 so quickly you know that's that's quite scary and it but from you know my chats with other women who who have had mastitis they say exactly the same thing you know one minute they're feeling a bit unwell the next minute they're being admitted to hospital they're like (laughs) they're they're floored you know and because the doctor's um, always worried that I'm septic because my vitals were so mental and um, she was like, oh, your pulse is made to be at 70 and it's at 120 and your temperature is over 39. And I was like, oh, she was like, do you feel OK? I was like, well, I do feel a bit faint. She was like, right, you're going to hospital. And I was like, OK. All right. <laughs> um, so and, and I actually I actually spoke to the doctor the other day because I was so dead against it for the for the fact that I was going to get separated from Harry. And um, I said to her, no, listen, I really I really can't. My husband's at home, three kids they're all under five he can't cope uh, not that he can't cope I mean, he'd be perfectly capable of coping I'm not taking that away from him but he can't feed Harry and for that reason it just it's pandemonium and I, and I feel sorry for him and I feel sorry for Harry because if I was in a situation where he was screaming and there was nothing I could do to help him I would feel completely helpless um so I didn't want to put any of them in that situation. And I said to the doctor, listen, just give me the antibiotics. If I feel any worse, I'll take myself in. I promise, I promise. So I managed to convince her just to do that. But she phoned me as soon as I got home and said, no, I'm really sorry. I, I can't. My conscience won't let me do this. I need you to go. I need you to go into the hospital. Right. And how long were you in the hospital um, in total, Emma? I wasn't in long. I went in... Um, probably around six o'clock and I was back for about eight because I discharged myself Um, I went in I let them take my bloods and I let them do like check all my vitals and then I said listen here's my number if you need me call me I'll come back in I said but I can't stay because Simon had phoned me to ask me a question about the, the older two boys and something to do with their bedtime routine and um when, it, when he phoned me, Harry was screaming in the background. Aww. And I couldn't, like, it's it's like a, it goes straight yeah. through you, that scream, doesn't it, as a, as a mum? I so, know, and even, you know, that was a short period of time, but could you imagine if you had to be admitted overnight or what? I mean, we, yeah. we were talking before we before we hit record on this podcast, I was telling you about a, um, a girl that I know that's recently went through mm-hmm. exactly what you've went through and yeah. uh, but she has a, an even younger baby at three months so would be feeding a lot more because yeah. he's three months and you know she was it was her first case of mastitis she hadn't a clue what was happening to her she was in hospital she couldn't be with her baby and her husband was having to defrost thankfully she had milk breast milk yeah. in the freezer so he was able to 
defrosted oh, but the baby good. wasn't used to having a bottle a bit oh, like yeah. your little one so it was just yeah. extra way more stressful than you kind of think it should have been yeah 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 absolutely oh it's awful <laughs> so I think uh, I think something like you say that's another another thing um that needs to be looked at at the minute but we're just in these mm-hmm. such these tough times aren't we and it's just everything yeah. is as it turns out so I had um obviously put it up on stories but I post up about it and a few people got in touch because most people were outraged about it quite rightly um because they would hate the idea of the same thing happening to them and a girl got in touch with me and she said she actually wrote part of the legislation for the hospitals right now and oh. in the legislation it says that the last thing that should be done was for mothers and babies to be separated so I have no idea why all these hospitals are doing what they're doing um but she basically said she's going to go and look it out for me she's going to send it over to me this week so oh, I can go to the hospital and challenge them on it yeah. um and my mum said I should probably speak to the MSP in the area so that it's changed for you know mums going forward because it's not right I mean I know in extreme circumstances that's different or if you know somebody is testing positive that's that is different but for the vast majority and death definitely for breastfed babies that can't be um taken away i mean it i don't i'm not saying that it's right to separate a mother and baby if they're bottle fed but if the if the dad can step in and feed the baby and there's no distress and they're still with a parent i suppose that's one thing but if your dad can't feed the baby and the baby's then left hungry that's just that's a form of neglect as far as i'm concerned Mm -hmm. so and it's a lack of understanding on their on their part too how detrimental that can be you know as a breastfeeding mummy to be separated I mean you know and these are the people that are supposed to be educated on the subject these are the supposed to be health professionals just yeah. supposed to know about this you're fortunate because you're a well-informed parent and a well-informed yeah. breastfeeding mummy um, and I I think it'd be great for you to go back as you say and challenge them and so that they know not to do it to the next breastfeeding yeah. mummy that's it isn't it I just don't want other people to have to go through that because it's just horrible you are like a hot water bottle, Harry. I have to put you down. <laughs> is he still working his way through that breadstick? Um, yeah, he's kind of, yeah, there's, there's many, many pieces now. But <laughs> uh, Okay, so Emma, um, I love that you're really open and honest about breastfeeding on your Instagram account. Um, why is it important for you to share this aspect of motherhood? Because I suppose I didn't realise how many people were struggling with it until I started sharing little bits about it. And then I started getting the feedback of people that it was making a real, it was really helping them. It was making a bit of a difference to their lives. And then I started reading more about it and about the rates in the UK and all this other stuff. And I thought, oh my God, we're like the lowest rates in the, in the world. Like that's, that's crazy. Cause for me, I come from a long line of breastfeeding mothers. So it's just been a given that I'll do it. And I've never, ever, questioned that I mean I, I didn't really know anyone that formula fed or anything like that not that that's an issue I'm very much pro-choice do what you need to do um as long as you're happy and baby's happy and they're fed then that's all that matters but if you do want to breastfeed there's such a lack of support um so many government funding cuts to the area lactation support groups taken away um just people that have written to me and said you know I really wanted to continue but I just didn't feel like I had the help available and I was like well that's heartbreaking because I know how I would have felt if I as I said if I had that choice taken away um 
and then you get the mum guilt and all this other stuff because you don't necessarily want to stop but you feel like you have to and so um if I can help just one person um then I feel like I've you know that's that's amazing like I'm I'm a happy girl if I if you know it makes a difference to anyone <laughs> and as you say you've come from a long line of breastfeeding mummies mm. and that's amazing but if you think of how many women and like in your age group that haven't you know yeah their mom formula fed and you know they don't have an example of breastfeeding so for them to follow you and see that you're openly breastfeeding and talking about it I mean that opens up a whole new world for them doesn't it yeah exactly because there's a lot of people that have wrote to me and said you know I've I've been trying to breastfeed and I want to exclusively breastfeed but um my family keep telling me that I can't possibly sustain them and they need topped up and and I'm like, well, no, that's not true. <laughs> and like cluster feeding is a thing. And that's just to regulate how much milk they're getting. Because without cluster feeding, you you would never get the message. Your breast would never get the message of how much milk to supply them with. Um, and a lot of people take that as, oh, I don't have enough. And it's not it's not the case. Um, but there's just so much misinformation out there because of people that haven't had the support. So um, they just put two and two together and get five and that's not their fault it's just that that's that's you know um because of such a lack of education on the subject oh completely it's all as you say support and education is key and mm-hmm. uh, you know I, I hear so many the, the the one thing that comes up again and again with mummy who are breastfeeding and you know it's their first breastfeeding journey they they talk about oh I don't think I have enough milk and they're worried about how much their baby's getting and it's something that really occupies their mind a lot and um you know so I just think it's great that they they can follow people like you on Instagram and be inspired especially as we keep talking about we're in a pandemic so they can't they can't see people face to face as much so a lot of people are going on Instagram and Facebook and online communities and uh, and that's where they're getting their information Information support but also they're getting inspiration from you Emma which Mm -hmm. is great as well you know they're saying um they're seeing how well you're doing but also that you've got the ups and downs and it's not always yeah. a smooth journey um so uh, continuing on talking about social media okay so you're on mm-hmm. tiktok mm-hmm. and you do i love you watching your videos on tiktok they're so fun and you made this really um fun video on tiktok and it involved breastfeeding and you're, you're better to talk about it than i am if you want to just talk about what the video was about and then what happened afterwards so i put up a, I put up a video because I'd been putting up a few things on Instagram about breastfeeding and then I'd had a few people that had said to me, you know, I'm a first time mom, I want to breastfeed in public, but I'm a little bit shy and I don't want to be flashing anyone. Um, do you have any tips of how you can be done discreetly? And I've always been a bit kind of like, oh, if you want to get them out, get them out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's not anyone, it's no one else's problem. Tell them to look the other way. But yeah, I, I totally get that in not all circumstances you want to be, you know, um, feeling like you're just kind of exposed. So I said, yeah, no problem. So I put it together a video um, wearing a dress because obviously when you're wearing a dress, it's not always easy. <laughs> Ouch. Not always easy to maintain your modesty because um, you're not pulling it up from the bottom, you're pulling it down from the top. So I showed how you can put a kind of um, muslin over your chest rather than over his head so you can still maintain eye contact with them and then I also showed the the you know the double layered routine where you put a top and a cami underneath a top and then you can kind of pull them apart so your tummy's not exposed um so nothing you could see nothing it was so discreet (laughs) um you would see more if I'd put on a swimsuit 
um, which you see lots of on TikTok. So, um, and then I had some words just saying, you can do this, that. And if anybody has any problem, you just chuck a towel over their head. Yeah. And that was, that was, that was the video. Um, and then I went away and I don't, I don't always use TikTok that much. Usually what I use TikTok for is to make the video because it's really user friendly. And then I just take the video from TikTok and I put it on my reels on Instagram because that's where I do most of my stuff. So I'd gone away, I'd made the video, I'd posted it and then I'd been sort of one of the kids needed me so I'd been kind of summoned away and then I came back maybe about an hour later or so to to take the video and put it on Instagram to download it and it was gone and I had a message to say um you violated our community guidelines you we have removed your video the offending video uh, we would um ask that you read our guidelines and you have been blocked from posting for the platform until such and such a date. I think it was like three days, four days. Oh my god! And I was like, "Are we serious? Like, yeah. is this for real?" So then I thought, well, maybe it's an algorithm error. Maybe it's just a daft thing that's happened. Maybe somebody who's had a bee in their bonnets made a made a um, complaint, and an algorithm's taken it down. I said, "So that's just silly." I said, "I'll just I'll appeal it." Um, thinking they're obviously going to reinstate it and I appealed it and they came back so when you appeal it obviously then a human needs to sort of review it to, so it's not it's not just a robot and um, no they came back and said it was still blocked and, and that they were standing by their decision and they weren't so going to budge. Do their rules specifically say that there shouldn't no. be anything to do with breastfeeding? Mm-hmm. No. So when I went on and had a look at the rules, the rules were all about nudity, sexual acts, um, drugs, and um, yeah, really awful, 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 awful things. Um, things about terrorism. And, and I just thought, how the hell can you lump something like that into any one of those categories it's disgusting I said the fact that you're even lumping it in a sexual because it's the only one that I could make any kind of um connection with um and I said well there was no nudity none um and it's and yeah it was just it was bizarre um so at that point I really did get a bee in my bonnet and I was really pissed off so then I put a post up about it to let people know what had happened. That kind of gathered a lot of pace. Um, it got shared a lot and it got, and there was a lot of chat about it and a lot of people were really, really angry. Um, and eventually quite a few reporters got in contact with me because it was just, it just goes against what they say the rules are because people had to fight tooth and nail to get breastfeeding normalised on Instagram. It's still not uh, normalised. Instagram say it's normalised, but it's not because I know plenty of people who are still to this day having things taken down and it's shocking. Um, and then I think I spoke to, who was it? I spoke to first, the Daily Record. Um, they did an article about it and they approached TikTok for a comment. And only when they approached them did TikTok come back and say, oh, it was taken down an error. We've reinstated it now. And oh. I was like, liar! <laughs> Oh, they didn't even stand. They didn't even stand by their original. No. They obviously didn't yeah. know. They didn't know what was coming for them. 
Yeah. I was like, you mess with the wrong yeah. girl. <laughs> Don't cross so In a way, you know, that was a win in a way, but at the same time. It was, but it didn't feel like a win. No, I know. It almost felt like, do you know what? See if you're going to be really arsy about it. At least stick to your guns. Well, exactly. Um, don't fold when you think that you're going to have. Don't pick on the little guy, and then fold when you think it's going to have a bad. When you it's going to come for your name, because to me that's just bullying. Because it, to me that means that it's still happening out there to people, but to people who maybe don't have a platform where they can shout about it from, where they get noticed and have a voice to talk about it from. I was just lucky that so many people got behind me yeah. and that it gathered enough momentum that I was able to get someone like a national newspaper to go to them so that they had to then explain themselves because their policies do state that it's not an issue. But there's still a level of misogyny there as far as I'm concerned because if somebody then reviews it um, from you know, I mean, an actual live person reviews it and sticks by their decision and then turns around and says, actually, no, sorry, we made a mistake. <laughs> like, just have one, like, just stick yeah. to one. I mean, you can chop and change. And it was just my whole thing was because TikTok is such um, an explicit site in some respects um, and is quite kind of, it does like to objectify uh, young people quite a bit which is I mean if that's what you want to do get it out again 2020 very liberal like do what you need to do I'm not offended in any way but you can't have one rule for some and then another rule for others it's like saying that before you have babies you're great to just kind of get it all out and sh- you know be sexy for whoever you want but once you're maternal put a bin bag over you, you're done, go and hide in a cave, like, we don't want to see you anymore, like, go down there and do what you need to do for your baby, come up when you're done, Yeah, <laughs> and that's not right. Off the back of that, you've set up a petition for change, mm-hmm. um, so how can people get involved in that if they want to, Emma? So there is a petition up on my, come here, you're stuck under the table again, he keeps on crawling underneath the <laughs> dining table and then he gets stuck. Little rascal. <laughs> But he can't help himself because it's too appealing to Aww. go into the table. Um, <laughs> so there's a there's a um, petition in my bio. So if people um, go to your Instagram page, go to my Instagram, yeah. a mother's tale, mother's tale, and then like, if you expand my biography bit at the top, there's a in the link where you would normally go to like a blog or a YouTube website. There's a petition there that people can sign. I don't know where I'm planning on taking it. In all honesty, I mean, so far it's gathered about two and a half thousand signatures. It's it's one of these things, it's more just a case of being able to go to these giants and saying, you know, I mean, Instagram, it's difficult because when you actually look at their their rules, they say that they're okay with it. But when you speak to people, that doesn't come across no. because there's still a lot of people that are having things taken down. And what I think that the issue is, I, I heard this on, a, I was on the, speaking to Kay on um, BBC Radio uh, not too long ago, uh, Kay Adams, and somebody came on after me who kind of worked in social media and said that apparently it's to do with the algorithm that searches for things. So if somebody reports something, they're likely to take it down before they even review it. And then when you appeal it, 
that's when you can then sometimes get it reinstated. Um, then when you appeal it, it's meant to be a person. So that's when it's meant to kind of go right. Now, apparently, if you appeal it and it goes wrong, you can just continue to appeal it until you get your, the answer that you want. Which I don't think always works in all honesty, because as far as I'm concerned, a lot of these places are run by robots because they just don't have the manpower to keep up with the kind of size. You know, not all requests are seen. Um, I think it's a case of them having to inject some more money into it. And I just don't think that they want to inject more money into their algorithm in order to be able to differentiate between what is porn and what's not. But this is the other thing that doesn't that, that I don't get. Because when I when I was on my kind of rant about what had happened and it was very much kind of it was very much in my stories every day and we were kind of uncovering a lot of different things and I was learning loads. People were sending me over. Um, a lot of accounts that were they were soft porn um, and they were I mean of girls kind of you know bending over in very kind of provocative ways and seeing up skirts and all this kind of stuff and I was like for me I kept thinking I was like but and 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 they were sending me these things and I I, I did, I don't have an issue with, as I kept saying, I was like, I don't really care what other people are doing, as long as it's not hurting anyone. And my thing was always that you can't have double standards. However, a lot of people were kind of offended by some of the stuff that was that they were sending to me and they were reporting it. But then they were coming back and saying that there was no issue with it instantly. It wasn't even like it was being taken down. And I'm not talking like a couple of people reporting these things. I was like, a lot of people reporting them going like that. That's disgusting. I don't want to see that. I don't want my kids seeing that. That's not right. There's places, there's websites for that type of thing. Um, and they were reporting it. And then, and, 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 and they were all coming back saying, no, 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 it's not an issue. So I'm like, well, then that can't be the case that things are just taken down and then you have to, there has to be something in there and I don't get where the line is. Like, that's what I don't understand. So I suppose what I really would like to do at some point would be able to, I want to be able to try and talk to people and actually do a bit of like a fly in the wall type of thing where you could actually go and speak to people that have been through this and actually go and speak to somebody at the, at the social media I mean, this isn't the time to do it, obviously, in the middle of a pandemic. But I would just be so interested to uncover more about what it is that makes these, makes yeah. these things work. I, th I, th I think you're right. I think there's, um, and I think you could be the person to do it, Emma, because, <laughs> you you know, you obviously feel so passionately about it. And, you know, yeah. I'm totally on board with it, you know. And you've got such a fantastic following and a great community that would back you. Um, yeah. But I think it would be fascinating yeah. to uncover it and just to have better procedures and uh, as you, yeah. and guidelines and things in place so that people's innocent breastfeeding right. photos do not get taken down for absolutely no reason. Because we are when trying, to, as mummies, sharing our images of breastfeeding, we're just trying to normalize it we're trying to show people that it's a completely normal and natural act and it should be celebrated as yeah. it is in many other cultures and societies breastfeeding <laughs> women are celebrated they are thought very highly and yeah. um and we need to do more of that here I think absolutely I'm so with you <laughs>
Well, that's great. Um, hopefully people here listening will go on to your Instagram account, check out your account, um, look in, at the petition and sign it if they feel strongly about it as well, which I'm sure they will. And I'm also really um, looking forward to seeing what you do with regards to the mastitis and the hospital visit and being separated from your little one and, and seeing what more can be done there. I know that you said there's guidelines in place, but obviously not all the hospitals are following that um, yeah. um we just don't want to see other mummies in these difficult times have to go through what you went through and being yeah. separated hopefully we'll get something good to come out of them yeah <laughs> and thank you so much for uh, harry joining in he was such a good boy yeah, good boy. he was such a good boy no crying or anything <laughs> very very tired i'm sure he's bored listening to mummy and this other strange woman talking about breastfeeding yeah, you're talking about breastfeeding again mum could you ever give over thank you so much emma for um for recording this thank with me today you. i really appreciate it because i know you have your hands full and thank here's something Here's hoping you don't have any more cases of mastitis and everything smooth sailing from here on in. You're doing fabulously well with um, little Harry. He just looks so happy and healthy. So thank you both for joining me on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'll chat later. Bye. listening to this episode you can find more breastfeeding stories and information on boobingit.com and you can also follow the boobingit community on instagram facebook and twitter see you in the next show